I thought given the events that are going on in our world right now, it would be a really good thing to just stop and reflect on the state of our world and what it is we've been talking about together. I'm speaking to you from uh, a beautiful, beautiful chapel. It is a sanctuary. And a sanctuary is a word for a holy place and also for a safe place. And I'm here because right now today, our world does not seem safe and does not seem holy. And there is a war going on in Ukraine and uh, what will happen next, how bad things will get, how long it will last, how much will be destroyed, we do not know. I was thinking today about a verse in the book of Genesis in the sixth chapter uh, before Noah, where it says, God looked out on the world and he saw all of the violence or all of the wickedness and how every inclination of the human heart was just to evil all the time. And the Lord regretted that he had made human beings on the earth and his heart was troubled. That is such a poignant expression about the heart of God. And I was thinking today, surely the heart of God is troubled. And this would be a good time for us to talk to God about our world. So I, I want to say a couple of words about what's going on and how does that relate to our pursuit. We've been studying, reading together, uh, Renovation of the Heart by Dallas Willard and thinking about how does God want to renew us. And is it right to be doing that kind of things when the world seems to be going to hell or falling apart? So two, two, two thoughts. One is uh, why, when something like this happens, we wonder why, how can such a thing be? How can our world seem to come apart like this? And then secondly, how should we respond? Should we just keep doing the same stuff that we've been doing? So to that first question of why, I want to read for you from Renovation of the Heart uh, section where Dallas is talking about evil and how in our day, people have a hard time acknowledging the reality that evil even exists for the most part until something catastrophic happens and then we can't avoid it anymore. Here's what he writes. The man who prosecuted the infamous Manson family for their murders later wrote a book called Helter Skelter. This phrase was taken from a song performed by a well-known rock group. Manson used it to characterize the state of confusion in which he kept his followers and himself as well. Evil requires a state of confusion in order to be sustained. And that is not just true on the other side of the world, that is true on the inside of my heart and my mind and yours too. In a state of helter-skelter, nothing makes sense and everything makes as much sense as anything else. So for example, when you cut someone's throat or stab them repeatedly and they die, you didn't really kill them and they didn't really die. That was Manson's teaching. And evil is always that way. It requires a state of confusion, helter-skelter. So invading soldiers become peacekeepers and an assault on a nation becomes a response to or protection from genocide. And it has been the way of the world always. And in its own small ways, it's, it's my way and your way. But resolute action for the good requires that things make sense. And that is what God wants. Back in 1939, 
C.S. Lewis gave a brilliant talk. England had just entered into what would become the Second World War and was facing Hitler and Nazi Germany. And a group of young undergraduates came to Oxford and they were all wondering, does it even make sense to study things, to be going to school when there's this war going on? So Lewis gave a talk called Learning in Wartime, but it's about much more than wartime. It really is about pursuing our daily, humble calling before God, doing those things that God has asked us to do in times of crisis when we wonder, does it even matter? Does anything matter? Here's what Lewis wrote. I thought this is so good for you and me to think about right now. The war creates absolutely no new situation. It simply aggravates the permanent human situation so that we can no longer ignore it. Goes on every day, people by the thousands, by the millions, they die, little babies die of starvation needlessly. If there was generosity and wisdom, it would not happen. People die of homicide and suicide and epidemic. Horrible things go on every day, but we're just used to it. And all that happens when something like a war arises is we can't pretend like we're used to it anymore. But no new situation has arisen. Lewis goes on. Human life has always been lived on the edge of a precipice. We are mistaken when we compare war to, with normal life because life has never been normal. And so every day in our abnormal world, we are called to follow God. And uh, this is very personal. There's a family trying to get out of Ukraine right now. They're part of a family who are friends of Nancy and mine, in fact, through whom we met each other and came together. And so, as you can imagine, uh, there's a very troubled heart going out to that family. But see, everybody who's suffering right now, soldiers on the front lines, innocent people that get killed, every single person is a child of God. God's heart is deeply troubled. Now, Lewis goes on to say what often happens in wartime is that we have certain barriers that will keep us from doing what God is calling us to do, particularly fear, particularly fear. But the reality is war doesn't change anything. The ultimate enemy is death, and everybody's going to die. So you don't have to worry about that one. Death rate is hovering right around 100%, same as it always is. War doesn't change that at all. The human situation is what it is. We are called by God to follow and love and serve him and uh, to remember that the only safe place is to live in the hand of God. The world is no less safe today than it was yesterday. Death is coming for all of us. And the only safe place to live is the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not lack. And to be a follower of Jesus means that my safety does not get selfishly tied to external circumstances. A lot of times when a crisis like this hits, people wonder, what will become of me? What if the stock market goes down? What if gas prices go up? What if my lifestyle gets impacted? Not for those of us who follow Jesus. Our question is, God, how can I be useful? I have a shepherd. My life is in your hands. 
Perfect love casts out fear. I'm not living in fear about what's going to happen, God, as you give me the power to be able to do that. How can I be useful to you today? If it's a student, then I seek to learn with diligence. If I'm a dad or a mom or a pastor or a banker or a computer engineer or I work in a field someplace or I'm a volunteer, I'm retired, whatever it is, God how can I do what you have called me to do faithfully and well today and be someone who brings love and courage into a world that troubles the heart of God? And then we ought to pray for peace. Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers. Jesus gave his life. We're reminded when we come into a place like this, and this is love, not that we love God, but that God loved us and sent his one and only son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, since God so loved us, we ought to love one another. God, let there be peace. This is a helter-skelter world. And right now there are people in it horrified on the precipice of life and death. There is hatred, there is injustice, there is cruelty. But God, this is the world that you made and the world that you love. Today, God, we are troubled for your troubled heart. We ask for your peace. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. See you next time.